Hey guys, it's Moose. I got Double G with me. We are, of course, the MBM Podcast. We just want to stop in real quick to tell you a little bit about the crowdfunding option on Podbean. Uh, basically, it's there for you guys if you want to, uh, to help support us, which basically we'll just put it back into the podcast, allow us to do huge giveaways if we get a, a, a good chunk of money coming in, um, or pay for a couple months free. And Mike's getting messages, and his Facebook's been blowing up like they have been all night. And that's a uh, we got to, of course, thank uh, Gone Banana Racing Skins for that. Um, I don't know what else to say. You got anything, Mike? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, if you donate us your money, we're gonna give you cool stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> and the good news is, is even if you don't donate us stuff, you'll be eligible for any of the giveaways um, that that we'll do. We won't limit it to only the people that are uh, patrons, as they call it. So go over, check it out, the crowdfunding option on Podbean. And if you feel like helping us out, go ahead and put yourself in there for however much you want. There's little as much, a little, I completely messed it up. It's doing so good. Look at me go. As little as, as li- <laughs> I'm going to leave this in there now. As little as you want or as much as you want. Help us out if you want. We don't care. We're still doing the show no matter which way you shake it. And hopefully you enjoy the next episode. We'll see you soon. Are you looking for the ultimate traction for on-road or off-road carpet racing? Do you want to spend less of your RC budget on tires? Look no further than Gone Banana Racing Skins. At Gone Banana Racing Skins, we make custom foam tires that others simply won't do. We specialize in 10-scale racing foam tires, Speedrun, X-Max, 8-scale, Podbuster, or any other RC rim that can be wrapped in foam. At Gone Banana Racing Skins, customer service and satisfaction is our number one goal. We stand behind our products and service beyond that of any other manufacturer. Gone Banana Racing Skins, doing custom foam tires others won't do. I wouldn't hold my breath if I was you. Cause I forget, but I'll never forgive you. Don't you know, don't you know? True friends stab you in the front. The MBM podcast. We're here, finally. Right, Mike? Finally. <laughs> uh, finally recording. Tell me um, about it. <laughs> we have our great and wonderful friend with us right off the hop here, Rick Seffrud from Gone Banana Racing Skins. Um, Rick is, I'm going to say, one of our biggest supporters. He uh, always seems to have our back and uh, take care of us quite well and, of course, makes an amazing product for uh, tires. So it's pretty self-explanatory, I think. He's our biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> Love you guys. But thanks for being on, Rick. We always appreciate it, of course. Um, I think we were just trying to, we wanted to put a show together. I know Rick's been back down to Iowa since the last time we went to Iowa, and we haven't even talked about the first race with Rick, you know, Mike and I covered it briefly, and then we were supposed to do a show with Rick, and just what a wonderful disaster our schedules turn into, and then we don't record anything, and now we hear a month later recording. <laughs> it's all so, good. We call it the uh, effect of life. Yeah, we have the life effect uh, constantly <laughs> affecting us. It's like a so. disease. 
So let's talk but, about the Iowa race. Yeah, which one do we want to talk about? The one we were at? Yeah, the first <laughs> one that we went to in October. Well, yeah, and, let's uh, do that. So, Rick, how does something like the Gombanana Racing Skins Challenge end up going to a track in Iowa? I think we did discuss it before briefly, but I don't recall exactly how it happened. Um, when I had the Gone Bananas race up in Madison, Wisconsin, at the club called Marka, um, the boys from Iowa, Tom and his group of racers from his hobby shop, um, came up to the Gone Bananas race and, um, on their way home, they had a little talk (laughs) and they decided to empty out the back warehouse and put in a carpet track. And, um, Tom asked me if I'd uh, host the very first race there, and we uh, went from there. It turned so, out to be an awesome race. Got guys from Canada all over. Got so let me let me just stop you there for a second. That was their first race in that location? Uh, they had some small races after they put the carpet in. I went down and did some tire testing earlier in the summer, right after okay. they put it in. But this was his first official big race, so... Wow. Wow. What a bunch of wow. stellar it's, it's people sure. down there. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I was super jealous when they were go, when, when Rick and those guys were going back down there. I'm like, oh, man, I want to go again, but it's so damn far away. <laughs> yeah, so yeah you, three well, hours for me to get there, so yeah, I can't imagine us. you guys driving almost 11. Trevor Mc, uh McCoy, he drove 14 hours one way, so I'm really glad you guys came down to race that event. So. Oh, we're glad you invited us. Yeah, it's kind of our fault Trevor McCoy made that race. I was I was peppering him. He's like, I want to go. I'm like, you should. He's like, I don't know. It's so far. I'm like, oh, don't worry about how far it is. Just drive. Let's go. Come on. And sure enough, he came. I'm like, oh, man. So, Rick, was there any challenges like with the Black Ozite, or did you find that it's pretty much the same as the gray stuff? Um, but the black ozite, I think the guys, um, that are racing on it are finding out they don't have to run as much traction compound as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. They can get by with less and less. So, um, yeah, I don't think I, I was sense- saucing much near the end of the, the racing at all. I was actually uh lighter fluid in the front tires every round. So oh, just man. to put a little push back into the car, the buggy. Yeah, hmm. I like that. Tra- I, I'm not gonna lie; I really did enjoy racing there. Well, um, what it showed was is that you can put together a really nice track in a very confined area. Yeah, you know, I mean, they took what little space they had and turned it into a big space. If that makes sense. Yeah, they only used to have a small oval. It was like six foot on each side of. I don't know. If it, were you seeing the overhang that used to be a wall in there? Yes. And yeah, they, they tore that all me. out. And basically, they just had a small oval. And they emptied out the warehouse, sprayed the insulation in the walls, um, got beautiful lights in there, put a ceiling in it. So it turned out to be a really nice place. They, a lot of guys behind the scenes uh, did a lot of work, and I'm really proud of them. No kidding. Well, yeah, you can tell that a lot of uh, time and determination went into making that facility as nice as it is. And, and for those of you out there that have thought about maybe trying to get over there when they're having a race, it's worth the it's worth the travel. Oh yeah, you know it's um, 
it definitely will not disappoint you. They run a great race program to begin with. And um, the people there are super friendly as well, and which is always nice because you never know. You know, I'm sure everybody gets a little bit apprehensive before they go to a race in an unfamiliar area because they don't know um, everybody or they maybe only know one person and they're just kind of worried about, you know, are they going to be well recepted and stuff like that. It was just it was great. Maybe it was a little different for Mike and I because, you know, of the show and people were more familiar with who we kind of are. Um, but oh, I still we always get apprehensive no matter where I go. We were excited because there were so many people that we've talked to that we got to, you know, actually shake their hand face to face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that was just an experience all in itself. Yeah, there was a lot of people um <laughs> said they couldn't believe I got got Bubba there and uh Paul and his, Zach <clears throat> from Iowa there and Cole and Jim Toller there. It was pretty cool. They they were just surprised I could get the big guys pulled in there to race the event yeah. so yeah well that's good i mean i know we were uh we were pumping a lot of the guys up from our end too because we were going you know we were kind of doing the well if we go you got to go you know if we can drive 10 hours you can drive three or four you know so yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that helped uh i'm not t- taking trying to take credit uh, away from you or anything but it was definitely uh you know one of those things where uh, we were definitely on people's uh case Oh yeah, for sure. It's like <laughs> yep. it's all good. We all had a good time. Um, yeah, we did. Next you time, might... I'll make sure I hand the awards out right after the race. Maybe take <laughs> four minutes in between each round. I mean, each heat at the end in the mains, and hand out the plaques and get the photos taken done. So yeah, do it maybe as the races end, so that way there you can get get pictures, and you're not we're not yelling at people, eh? Yeah, that's okay. Learned, it is what it is. It's a learning curve, but this is like. That was like my second event I ever held under the Gone Bananas name, so mm-hmm. live and learn. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it, you know what, and that's exactly like you said, you live and learn, and as as you have more of these feature races, you'll get the, the, the hang of it, and you'll develop a system that works really, really well. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, Rick, let's fast forward to December, December? 3rd, I believe it was. There was another race held at that same facility uh, by one of your competitors, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to call it that. But um, that was a really light turnout. Um, There's like 50 racers or 50 entries there. Um, It was a fast fast day we were done racing uh, we started at 11 we were done by 8 30 and i was able to drive home that night that saturday That's night nice. yeah, that wasn't too bad at all i saw a bunch but, of um, team drivers were there and pulled a lot of hardware which is good yep yep a lot of gone bananas uh guys walked away with some hardware so good jeff jeff stanford and i went down and we had a great time um i struggled with my tm5 and jeff made a couple changes the um, before the A main, but I really didn't make the A main. I was third in the B, the last place in the A that bumped to the A. said he couldn't make it, so he asked me if I'd take his bump, and I did. And I worked my way all the way up to second place uh, at with about two minutes left in the race. Brian Clem and I were just battling, just trying not to crash and <laughs> put on a show. But Jeff Stamford's on. New X-ray stadium truck. Wow, he had about fast. two laps on everybody. So, huh. 
Yeah, crazy. <laughs> whatever X-ray is doing with their their carpet specific cars, um, like you know turf and carpet cars, is apparently the place to be at lately on on that. Because I know, I believe, well, who was it? Frank Hansen, Mike went over yeah. to the X-rays. I think. Yeah. I don't know if he still got them. I don't know. He's been changing cars he, like crazy. Yeah, I think he so. did. I think I think he briefly sold the one X-ray to Matt and then bought it back from him, which is a two-wheel <laughs> drive. Yeah, I don't know. And I know, I think he added the four-wheel drive, and like he was ridiculously fast with his mm. associated stuff. So, And then jo- what's Jonathan got, too? Doesn't he have one now? I don't know if he went to the X-ray. I know he had the Kyosho stuff. It was a Kyosho he had, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, Matt, you, I got Rick on uh, Skype here with video. And oh, you do? Y- yeah, you should have seen the grin on his face when he was telling me about that little, or telling us about that little battle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was ear to ear and all teeth. He was, it was just yeah. it was funny to see how pumped it's, up he still is about it two weeks well, later. But, that, but, but that's the drive. That's what takes us back to racing every time, yeah. is having those great battles with other racers, making you know they're clean for the most part you know you might have a little bump here or there but you know not the ones where you have the guy that comes up behind you that is a smidgen faster than you and he decides that instead of racing you he's just gonna force you out of the way you know what i mean mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. the the battle that rick had obviously you can tell me and you have had those grins on our face oh, too yeah, from having battles with, with each people. other it's, yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's it's what brings you back every time yeah. to the racetrack oh, to absolutely. do it again so yeah. Rick, are you are you still uh, dabbling in the uh, speed run stuff? Uh, it's kind of slowed down right now, but I'm still working on uh, some orders for getting ready for springtime. Um, Vincent Pace, uh, I'm working on some X Max foams for him. He's going to try to run the hundred miles an hour. Uh, there's a couple videos on YouTube of the X Max uh, from uh, Anthony out of California. He had a Major fire on his last pass, and I don't know what he's going to do with it. It seemed like the wires look like they're cold soldered or something, but Ooh. he almost lost it all. And Vincent's hitting some pretty good speeds too, eh? Like, I, I know every time he's posting in one of the groups there, and I'm just doing the hole, and man, this guy's just faster and faster every time he tries. And, you know. yeah, I'm really proud of him. He uh, He's slowly working up to the speeds that that he wants um i'm sure he can hit 170 pretty soon wow 170 miles an hour i should say <laughs> but, uh, it's just insane it's insane when you think about that number and how fast it really is and you know i know uh, there was some challenges right with keeping the foam on the tires and that with the glue right in the beginning which i, I think would be anybody's challenge in the beginning right is i mean it, I mean, the, the 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 centrifugal force is trying to rip anything off those cars. It's just got to be absurd at those speeds. I know a guy at work uh, at my real job. Um, him and I figured out that the revolutions per minute that Tim Smith would have to run would be like forty thousand RPMs. So on the tire, on the tire. <laughs> that's that's insane. Trying to figure out how. Anything's going to be able to stick to a spinning object that fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because you, I remember when you do were working on some stuff for Tim. You had created like almost like a like a testing jig or something like that, and didn't you like explode something doing that? Yeah, I had my uh, 
electric dart, uh, die grinder uh, on a power strip, and I hit the button, and shit went flying. <laughs> Were you wearing I'm your safety glasses? To, I'm glad it could stand out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> Arc welding helmet on, gloves up to your elbows, and... You know, a cigarette hanging out of your mouth. That's like evil scientist kind of thing. I can just see it now. <laughs> uh, that's I, awesome. If I had to do it again, I'd probably use a dual bearing system and maybe uh, put some pulleys on it. So I don't well, know. And, you know any, yeah, anybody out there that is familiar with uh, Matt brought up Tim Smith, right? The uh, White Rabbit Project just got released on the 9th there on uh, Netflix. I don't know if you've seen that yet, Rick, but... no. You know, and it, it was interesting because even on there, they touch base on, you know, tires blowing apart. I'm not sure whose and where they were from. Nothing really gets said brand-wise. No. Uh, but even they were talking about, you know, bearings blowing apart. And, you know, like you said, if the tires go on 40,000 RPM, just think about the, the forces on the bearings. You know, the heat, never mind the force, you know, it's just, it's got to be absolutely incredible. And, uh, you know, I, sorry, go ahead, Rick. I just think uh, pushing all that current through them wires, man, just how hot they get. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, and the batteries, like, think about the discharge that's got to come out of a battery pack to, to push a car in that short of a distance. Like, it sounds like a big distance, but in reality, it's really not that long of a distance to get to, you know, 170, 200 miles an hour. It's, I don't know, it just boggles my mind. Yeah, you know, it's and, crazy. And especially if you're somebody that's ever tried it, right? You know, like me and Matt, we've we've dabbled a little bit with my RC8T, you know, trying to make it go fast. And it's like, you know, you, you hit the top speed and then you're trying to squeeze little bits out of it. And it becomes very difficult to kind of keep going now. We kind of ran into some problems and with my health, we just kind of gave up yeah, on it. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that, that project got scrapped pretty quick with your health situation. And you know, and, and just everything else that was going on for me, it was just wasn't but anyways it doesn't matter you know we hit what was it Matt? i think we i think we hit 87 miles an hour 87 88 somewhere in there you know yeah. and, and that's on an rc8t with a track setup we're talking track shocks track yeah. springs the only thing that was different was the foam tires i know that, that was Rick. prior to the foam tires that was prior to the foam tires yeah that's we, right. we actually never had an opportunity to really get out and get mm. it on the same kind of road we did it on and and let's be honest, we did the 87, 88 miles an hour on the road just by my house yeah. that is not flat, <laughs> that has bumps in it here and there, that Man was not covers. Yeah, so, you know, if we, if we took the time and actually yeah. found a good road to run them on. Yeah, because yeah. what we did do was, is we took them to an oval track, like a, like a running track. And what we found was, is with, with the foam tires on it, the problem is, is you don't have the the length, right? You only got about 300 meters before you got to start turning. Turning, yeah. And the car just does not like to turn when it's in acceleration like that. We thought that we'd be able to do it, but, yeah. It's just I think we, with banking, kind of like velodromes, like, you know, Tim yes. talks about before, maybe with something yeah. like that we could do it, but yeah. Yeah, not, we need not to find there. a nice flat road where we got, you know, seven, 800 meters to let it, let it wind out properly. Because yep. that's, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. We don't want to kill anything. Or anybody. And we're trying to break 100 miles an hour on a four cell. Yeah, and that was yeah that was the other key too. And yeah. so I bought actually I bought some batteries. Uh, I bought a six S slim pack, so it's like the same size as a two S in thickness and weight. You know what I mean? Because that'll also help too. So 
this summer, Rick. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try anyways. <laughs> He's got a smile That's on his fun. face. <laughs> Myself, I've never done a speed run, and I just cannot believe how big big that end of the RC world is. It just blows my mind that there's so many people out there that do the 132 foot and speed runs. It's just yeah, insane. even just the drag racing. Never mind the speed runs, you know. And it kind of blew up, right? Because well, I think what happened was it's always been there. It's just all of us became more aware of it because of you know yourself with with the foam tires and people moving that way and then as tim as well because he's heavily into it and all of a sudden you know you take you know tim's podcast you take us and you take yourself you know that's a lot of people getting exposure Mm -hmm. to holy cow there's this drag racing there's this speed run and you know everybody's kind of gotten together and you know it seems like most people are are helping each other achieve speed so well, I think case, but <laughs> I think this coming summer, if we do what I want to kind of do, which yes, to me in the summer, I want to do the drag racing for you and I. I don't care if anybody else does it with us mm-hmm. because it gives us an ability to go out literally to a parking lot where mm-hmm. 132 feet is all we need, mm-hmm. and we just run them. And the beauty part is we can work with Rick on maybe developing a foam tire line for the dragsters. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whether it be mm-hmm. for like the pro stock, the pro mods. You know, whatever whatever the case is like that. And I'm sure Rick, being as good as he is with what he does to begin with, he'll know a good combination to make that oh, work yeah. good uh, on, you know, the asphalt and that. So I agree. I know I know the compound Benson Pace is running is the compound I really want, for, especially on days when it's a, the road temperatures at 80 and above. Seems like uh, it wore really good. He's got 45 passes on... In the first set he had, so that's that's pretty that's good. Incredible. Trying to run 115, 140 miles an hour, so it's crazy. Uh, still, even even 100 miles an hour just blows my mind. Every time we say it, it's just like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I hooked up with some guys overseas. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but I sent some tires over. I got into a couple of. Uh, door prizes over there so i'm working on sending some door prizes over the overseas those guys seem to really like the tires you know the exchange rate on money is just crazy cost them like 30 extra bucks but if you're going to be in the sport of speed run cost you shouldn't worry about the cost if you are worried about spending an extra ten dollars on parts or whatever you shouldn't probably be doing it you should probably uh be looking at a different hobby you know you want to go fast you're going to spend a lot of money yeah yeah well there's a there's a a fair amount of money that's actually been invested in the current world record holding speed run car um like a lot like a lot a lot between the r&d and everything that went into it and you know the one thing that i do i really hate to keep harping about tim here but the one thing i do like about tim and his setup is it's not hard to get a hold of Ken Loopy over at Drag Race Concepts and say, Ken, I need a set of those extended rail chat like rails that you made for Tim. You know what I mean? It's not hard to go to a machinist locally and have a machine the same kind of front wheel system that Tim has. Tim yeah. did a lot of things with a lot of over the counter parts. Like he's he's made it very viable for somebody that has, you know, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars that wants to go really fast to be able to build a replica of his car. 
you know, so I like the idea how Tim is doing things. He's doing things more of if he can buy it or have it made locally or, or it's not, you know, a big custom order, you know, this guy, that guy, you know, this engineer, that engineer developing parts. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that make sense when I'm saying that? You, you know, don't well, get me wrong. Other, it's still not a cheap endeavor. <laughs> the other thing that's nice with Tim is, though, is, you know, you got to give him the props to he shares what he learns. He doesn't just hold it in the bank and not put it like everything everything's always out there you know as he tries something else he posts a post on facebook and it's like okay and you know i i saw a comment the other night on something about one of his speed run cars someone talking about adding um a pointed tail to the end of his cars to, to help reduce that wind drag you know and he was receptive like it's just you know it is popular as tim is you know some people might think that he's unreachable and that's not the truth you know and you know, regardless of what products he chooses to use or not use, uh, you know, or, and whatnot. I mean, he's still a, a figure for our industry, right? So, you know. Yeah, just, yeah, for sure. I guess it's a shout out to Tim. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things that, and, you know, and I think you learned a lot working with Tim as well, right, Rick? You know, in, in the sense of getting the, the glues and foams together, right? Yeah. And um, when I was, I learned to the big lesson was in the X-Max foams, doing the 8-inch tires that's, with the foam that's an inch and a half, two inches thick, try to hold it onto the rooms. Yeah, I had I had some failures. Uh, I, I didn't give up. I stood up behind my product. I, I found the glues, redid them, sent them back out. You know, it's, it's a game, you know. If you have a problem, just don't go bashing on people on the Internet. Just Talk to the person that you got the tires from, or whoever company, and see yeah. if you can resolve it. Yeah, you don't I know. There's learn been nothing. There's been the you audience. Don't learn nothing if you don't communicate. Yeah, work together. Yeah, no, because I know there's been some issues where you know people have gotten upset because their tires didn't hold together, and it's like, well, hold on a second here. Like this is like R and D kind of stuff here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody puts eight inch round pieces of foam that are an inch and a half, two inches thick onto a rim, you know, and I don't think there's anyone else in the world that does it, you know? So, I mean, you can't just start crapping on the guy when one blows up, you know, like you said. And, and I mean, I've even made posts, uh, you know, people asking about your foams and I've, and I would say it today, you know, if anybody ever bought foam tires from Rick and Rick didn't come through, I would give those people the money back out of my own pocket because, you know, I'm that confident that you would do the right thing and fix it. You know what I mean? And it's the truth. I know you would, you know, and anybody that tries to portray your, your, your product any other way is just somebody that we don't need. I'll just leave it at that. Exactly. But that's the industry. That's our, the RC hobby. It's never the user's fault. It's always the company that made X products fault. Yeah. It's, it's never, uh, I'm going to take the blame for messing it up, you know. You know what you need to do, Rick? You need to just put, like, a disclaimer on your, on your, when you sell them and be like, I am not responsible if you go past 60 mile an hour and they blow up. <laughs> you know, just protect yourself, yeah. but, yeah. It, I just got a box back the other day um, from a customer, and he said he only uh, gave it two burps on the car stand and the phone blew off, but it's pretty amazing that the... Uh, that the side of the rim was all scuffed up where you, you could tell he was on his side. So. Yeah, or rubbing something. Yeah. Well, and the, my other question is, is really you shouldn't be burping the thing on, on, a, on a 
pit stand anyways. You know what I mean? It's just not what you should do. Real, you know what I mean? You can give it a shot, but not. You shouldn't wide open throttle your car when the tires aren't on the ground. And no. uh, you I've, know, there's even a lot on of the ten skill on carpet racing when guys get on the pipes, they used to blow them off. You know, but for the first few years when I was doing foam tires, I never even glued the front tires because they're bearing fronts. So really, they didn't need no glue. So. <laughs> I bet you that's changed. <laughs> Everything went hex, so now I have to glue them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. It's all good. Yeah, we also found that those what is it, the two point two style rims don't work well at all either. No, eh? the two fours. Or two fours, sorry. Two fours or the sixty millimeters, they it's just tough. If you didn't have no pipes, it'd probably work okay. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just there's the, yeah, the, the, there's no plastic protect, to protect that sidewall. Uh, is that beer? No, no, that's um, Arizona tea. <laughs> oh, okay. It looked like a nice big cup of beer. I was like, wow, it's only like eleven thirty in the morning over there, and Rick slamming <laughs> beer. <laughs> you know, you fun, funny you say that. I was almost going to grab a beer when I came down. I'm like, is it too early to have a beer right now? Uh, eight four uh, o'clock uh, in the uh, afternoon. Uh, yeah. I'll wait till later after we get the wood stove chooching, and then I'll yeah. uh, then I'll crack a beer stove and be like, pie. ah, now I can stay in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've been trying to post a little bit more on our Facebook page and do some live streams and whatnot. I think we're going to try and make that more of a habit. And uh, as you know, we constantly are giving you the shout outs, Rick, that you deserve, or at least we feel you deserve. And yeah, yeah. I thought I'd give you guys a hand and pay for a. Uh, Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was, uh, like, out of left field. Your podcast subscription. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, that I did the math on it, and it basically gets us, like, four and a half months. Well, there might be another little treat coming your way soon. (laughs) It's so so appreciated. You have no idea. You know, it's it's one of those things where, and, and I never expect anybody to do anything like that. I'm doing this because I enjoy doing it. I pay the fee to make sure that... You know, all those old shows are there for anybody who ever wants to go back and listen to them and everything like that. And and it's just to to be able to go, huh, the next couple of months are covered. Cool. Let's really hit this hard while we got it covered. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's just it's it's a nice little break. I know um, the guys at Iowa, they were really stoked that you, you guys were there for the for the race. And they got to meet you and talk to you. They said you guys were really good. Really great group of guys to hang with, and wish you guys they'll come down and race some more. So oh, we wish it's all good. You know what? You need I to had do? a blast. You know I'd what? Go Rick, back down. <laughs> you know what? Rick needs to do. He needs to what? buy a helicopter, <laughs> like the Gone Banana Racing Skins team helicopter, so he can fly up here, pick us up, and take us to the races. <laughs> Won't be cheap, Rick, but I know you can do it. I have faith. <laughs> I, I think I could get Eric Johnson to. Maybe do it some sometime in the future. No, you know what the problem with Eric is? Me and Eric figured it out the one night we were talking. <laughs> me and Matt are way too fat. Yeah. So by the time me and him got in the plane, all that would be left is about 25 pounds worth of cargo. Well, and, we just got to uh, ship our cars down to Rick, that's all. <laughs> and, I'll haul them to any race. But <laughs> and what was be- funny about it was that wasn't even the plane filled with fuel. He said that was with half tanks. If he filled the tanks up... We wouldn't even both be able to get in the plane because of the okay, weight. Well, so here, here's the goal, Mike. We each got to lose 25 to 30 pounds yeah, between now more. and next year. 
Well, hey, if we each lose like 30 pounds, that's an extra 60 pounds. And it was so funny when I was talking to Eric, because he was trying to say it in like the polite way that we just weighed too much, right? And I'm like, no, no, Eric, just say it. We're freaking fat, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're festively plump. Yeah. yeah we, like, we like pizza, you know, and... uh yeah, so Eric was saying because his pilot's license, he's kind of restricted on the size of plane. Like, he could obviously, if he had his, his license that he could fly something bigger, then it would be less of an issue. But with what he currently has, it's just not in the cards. I know he said he's working towards, I guess, getting that upgraded license, but it involves oh, excuse me, a, a lot of time, money, you know, and then the rental goes up and... Yeah, but yeah. everything gets more expensive exponentially. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, like I said, hopefully here I'll be getting back to work in the next couple months. You know, that means my income will go back up a bit, and uh, you know that'll leave the the opportunity to to travel and in, in the books a little more. And my wife, uh, you know, she was very apprehensive when she came down to Muscatine, Iowa. Then we got there, and the realization of how beautiful of a place it really was. We were like, oh, we wish we would have had more time just to to really do the tourist thing down there because there was a lot of really cool places i think that we could have visit and even the food like hey matt like that was one of our comments like the food was unbelievable oh, I in know. That city. oh my god you know and here's just you know little muscatine iowa in the middle of nowhere and you know and you know i would have liked to even have went to chicago like i've never been to chicago and i think getting to visit that city would be a, you know a cool thing so yeah yeah i agree with you on that no it was you, you're right like we went to that one little downstairs. Where what was, that what was that called? Underground something. Um, Bay. Something like that. Oh, your wife had found it. Anyways, it was just this little like pizza shop in the basement of some place. You could tell it was like an old school like stable type of thing because it was all like rock walls and this that and the other thing. And it was just, but the food was unbelievable. What did we get? We yeah. got those. What was it, like a 24-inch pizza folded in half Panzerottis? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it was, it was like, don't get me wrong. We come from a city that has, you know, Italian restaurants everywhere. And, yeah. You know, this Panzerotti, that Panzerotti, this one. And those were so unique in the sense that they were, like, really crunchy on the outside, but then they were flaky on the inside. And it was, yeah, like, great. And then where did we go for dinner with everybody else? That sports bar? What was it called? Oh, yeah. Boonies? Boonies, yeah, Bo- I think. Boonies, yeah. yeah. Oh, she my had, God. That waitress was awesome. <laughs> yeah, she tossed your salad. <laughs> yes, 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 she did. Literally, she, she threw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was it that I asked her for? A six-inch something? <laughs> oh, my God. And then remember the whole the steak sauce between you and Tony? Oh, my God. Yeah, three oh. bottles later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. The, the first <laughs> bottle she brings to the table, literally, like... It was empty. The second bottle was empty, and then the third bottle, finally, she brought a fresh one. <laughs> <laughs> Brand new. We cracked the seal on it. We were going to tell her it was empty, too, but we didn't have the heart. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, funny. Poor girl. That was a good time. Good time. I enjoyed yeah. it lots. We actually abandoned Eric, Charlie, and Jeff <laughs> at the track. We all get to Boonies, and it's yeah. like, uh, how's Eric and those guys <laughs> I went back and picked them up. It was uh, it was a good time. And then yeah. uh, the one thing I definitely learned from going to a race out of town is don't get carried away on Friday night because <laughs> Saturday tends to suck a little bit. Yeah, that was nuts. 4 a.m. Uh, in the morning. I think Joel got it worst out of all of us. Oh, yeah. He was miserable. <laughs> yeah. He, he looked like he was in rough shape. <laughs> Poor guy. 
but it was a good time. It was thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And uh, now it's just a matter of uh, waiting till we go down to March second um, to fourth, I believe it is. Yeah, we go we go down to the good old Madison area radio control car association, right? Yes, sir. Oh, Nailed it. Um, I'm still waiting for the banner to be, uh, my flyer to be updated. I'm going to add uh, the MBM podcast and everything else to the March race. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like a big announcement, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Surprise, everybody. Um, <laughs> Rick was so, so gracious to us again um, and letting us be co-sponsors on his Gone Banana Racing Skins Challenge. Um, we are very grateful for that and we definitely look forward to going to it. And now there's definitely the, there's no way I'm missing this race because now we're co-sponsoring it. <laughs> yeah. Rick, we got a, we got a shirt, uh, uh, well, there's a business here in Sioux, Michigan that we came across that does screen printing in that. And, okay. um, they've got, their pricing is like ridiculously, insanely awesome. Like we're yes, talking especially like, for screen printing. We're talking like less than ten dollars including the shirt with the Mm -hmm. printing on it um we haven't really done anything with them yet they showed me examples it looked good um so we're gonna me and matt are gonna get something together get them to make us a couple shirts right here shortly and then if everything goes good we'll make sure we bring down uh you know a couple things to uh give out as raffles and prizes and all that uh at at that race yeah yeah one thing one thing I think would be cool too is uh, get some uh, little pit towels. A guy could wipe his hands off with either a lo- uh, either my logo or your logo or both, both logos. logos on. That'd be so cool. When they're when they're pissed off at us, they can take it to the bathroom and wipe their butt with it. Oh, gross! <laughs> <laughs> I had to say it. The first thing I thought I was like, "Oh yeah, pit towels." I can just see how that's going to go. <laughs> well, they call them Terry towels. So yep. They- so, yeah, and I believe those guys, these guys can screen print on anything. So it'd just be a matter of, uh, like, literally they said to me, if you go to Walmart and buy the shirt, we'll put the thing on it. And I was well, like, whoa, 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 wait, whoa, whoa, what? Because I really like, like, Dickie button-up shirts. Yeah, like the So I shirts. was like, oh, man, if I can get mm-hmm. them to screen print stuff that I want on a button-up Dickie shirt, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> so... We're gonna we're gonna experiment with that. They can even do hats. They can do stickers. They can. These guys are everything, and they're local to us, which is, I mean, that's nice for us because you know we're so far away from anyone that's reasonably yeah. priced. So, and these it's guys nice also, to be able to be able to walk in and work with the the people yeah. doing it. And they also have a three D printer that they just got. Uh, they're they're part of some like not GoFundMe, but it's like a GoFundMe type of thing. Uh, for people that uh, or, or, uh, I, I don't know the details of, of it at all, but anyways, they finally received it. They've been waiting months for this printer to show up. It showed up, I believe, last week or the week before, and uh, we had a lot of conversations about that as well. Being able to, you know, make custom anything, you know, I mean, at that point with three D printer, it can do anything. So yeah, there's ideas so- that that have come through our mind that are like, oh, that would be cool. So basically, um, you took. If you took them in a design, they'd build a 3D print it for you then, right? Yeah, well, and they're designers themselves. Like, the one guy is actually, like, an AutoCAD expert. That's what he went to school for, and and that's kind of how this whole situation came together. And his partner is the screen printer, and he's, a like, a graphic designer. So between the two of them, there's a, there's a lot of uh, intelligence, we'll say, in that, that area of things. 
So you can literally just say to them, you know, I want, I want this. This is what I'm looking for. Well, they can design it for you and, you know, make a, make a prototype or whatever, you know, so it could be as simple as, you know, I want, I want pit stands, you know, made like this. You know, because Lord knows that getting a nice pit stand that holds your cars right is, like, next to impossible for some reason. You know, so yeah. just I, that's just something that comes out of my head, you know, or that I think of. Um, you know, something yeah. to hold tools and, and, you know, just different things. Shock building uh, little holders, you know, for your shocks. Like, it's just, it's endless. You know, these things exist, but sometimes they're just not what you really want, I guess, would make sense, so... Yeah, I just wish able, uh, some of these uh, it. carpet buggy uh, companies would uh, figure out a better shock tower cover. The Schumachers, uh, they got it figured out. Um, it'd be kind of nice to have uh, an option where you could buy the, the shock cover but, uh, well, covers. You're, 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 you're thinking of a thought I already had the second they said 3D printer to me. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be difficult because really all you need is like a little horseshoe kind of shape piece of plastic that you can mount already to existing screws and bolts that are there you know so on a 3d printer you could make it nice and smooth and you know like we do it with the pop bottles but it's kind of hard to cut those and then shape them and you're like you know running it over the edge of a desk to round it and it's like Hmm. yeah by the time you're said and done it is uglier than sin and then you do what i did which is a pop bottle that had a sticky label and then you can't you did i didn't take the time you to got wipe carpet the, fuzz everywhere i didn't take the sticky off the plastic so now it looks like a freaking fuzz ball on the front of my cars but whatever you know what the it, as long as it doesn't tear the carpet that's all that matters at this point but well you yeah. you could do what i did what which did is cut the side dams off of an old wing <laughs> yeah you did and then I overlap them and put holes in them, and that's what's on my two wheel drive, and it works great. Like they, 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 it just so happens the way it worked out, they fit perfect, they cover it properly, they haven't broken because they're made out of that really rigid corner of the Lexan wings yeah. Yeah. that normally don't break, they rip. So these ones didn't have any, so that was great. And then, well, look what I did at that race in in, in Iowa. I actually ended up running that wing on my four wheel drive buggy yeah. Yeah. because I needed to free up the back end of it a little. But, but you know, I'd, I'd agree with Rick, because now they're making carpet edition cars, right? You know, Yeah, they should be coming with a, a shock tower design. That's, a, yeah. a shock tower with it already built in, or the ca- the corners not as sharp, or a piece in the kit that you just put on as a cover, right? Like as an yeah. option. Um, you know, again, maybe we're giving too many ideas out here and we're losing our million dollar idea, but you know, it really shouldn't be that complicated if you can design some of these intricate parts that go on an rc how hard is it to make a shock tower cover right yeah well i think the other thing is too is is, i have my own ideas of doing it but i ain't got no thermal vacuum thing i could do it thermal vacuum rick needs a thermal vacuum thing thermal (laughs) vacuolator (laughs) Whatever uh, Tim Smith uses to form his bodies, that's what we need. I swear well, to God, so, I think so. What all Tim that did is, is, is uh, he literally took a chunk of wood. <laughs> he he had like somebody. I believe he uh, one of his neighbors or something. Somebody like cleaned it up for him. But it's literally wood that's been sanded and shaped and everything like that. And then I believe they put like um, like a, a some kind of enamel paint or something on the mold itself. And then he literally just lays his own carbon fiber over it. He puts his own resin on it, and then he puts like a vacuum bag around it, and vacuum forms him himself. Yeah, it's just, if you watch watch the uh, episode ten there, Rick, you got Netflix? Yeah, um, no, I don't. 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get, get you, though. Well, I'll get you a copy of it. I'll just I can record it off my PC and I'll send you the video. It'll be super easy. <laughs> um, he did not just say that. He's not going to do that. No, nah, whatever. I don't care. It's just a clip. Come after me, whatever. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you, they actually show like the little the air pump like that he's got he, Tim's hand and they, like they show it all on there very briefly. But it kind of gives you the idea of what Matt's talking about uh, that that Tim has, and it, it is. It looks like it's just kind of a Jimmy rigged in the garage setup, which works, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nope. Nope. The other thing that I find, though, talking about the shock covers and stuff like that, is I find that it's the cars with either the shocks that are mounted up front in front of the towers or the cars with the carbon fiber towers that seem to be the worst defenders. Oh, yeah. Carbon fiber is just nasty. You know, and it's it's I, I get every track enforcing it. But, you know, for the guys out there, like for I'm using myself as an example, my B5M, the shocks are behind the tower and it's a plastic tower. You know, the odds of that cutting through the carpet are probably fairly slim to none, especially mine, because, you know, I used it outside a few times and flipped it upside down, and now it's got, like, nice rounded tops mm-hmm. on the sh- <laughs> But, you know, well, it's... I, I think the other thing that's happened is is there's been a few instances where... I'm going to use a Casey race, for example. I'm not going to drop names, but I'm going to drop the situation. An individual had screws hanging out the bottom of his chassis, and... It appeared that every time a rip in the carpet happened was when somebody flipped. Yeah. But it just happened that that individual's car was in the same vicinity of vehicles that were tumbling. So all of a sudden, everybody's blaming all these carpet rips on people's cars flipping. When the reality is, it was actually coming from said individual's car that had a screw hanging out the bottom. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, hold on a minute. You really got to think. How many years have people been running on carpet and how many people really have torn carpet with their shock towers? I would agree with Matt that the carbon fiber ones are the worst offenders because they're a very sharp edge. Uh, the shock towers on my 22, on the B5, they're already rounded. So for them to tear the carpet, the carpet's got to be pretty thin, in my opinion, to cause a lot of damage. But that's just my two cents. I think some of the body clips on the like, stadium trucks and other things could be causing it too. So we don't even use body clips anymore. I just... I literally just use Velcro, whatever. The lid gets ripped off. Well, yeah, whatever. It doesn't happen too, too often as long as you've got uh, an adequate amount of Velcro Velcro holding things on and and decent, uh, you know what I mean, decent Velcro. You don't want the crappiest crap. Now, I'm not going to lie. I use stuff from the dollar store. But, you know, I always make sure to do the test Velcros. And as long as it stays stuck itself, like the backing stick, that's the biggest thing I worry about. I mean, the the solution to that is a little dab of CA glue. And I'll tell you what, it ain't coming off. (laughs) Done that a few times. Well, and cleaning the wherever you're mounting it to. Look at how many times I tried to stick that piece of friggin' two-sided tape to that piece of aluminum yesterday. It's interesting what a little rubbing alcohol will do uh, prior to sticking a sticker or a Velcro onto something, you yeah. know, or two-way yep. tape for that matter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I always Maybe. carry a little bottle of alcohol with me. Yeah, Oops. me too. They me say too. that all out. Loud. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we were all thinking the same thing on that one. Well, Rick, I mean, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Matt. I'm pretty much out of things to say. I don't know. Oh, dropping stuff all over the place over here. If you got anything you want to 
Well, I think it's just, um, you know, stay tuned to the Facebook page. Make sure you check us out there. Make sure you go over and you, you look, look up Gone Banana Racing Skins on Facebook. Give them a like. If you're looking for foam tires for a custom application, uh, get a hold of Rick. He definitely will work with you um, and uh, hopefully get you all squared away and set up on a set of foams. And, uh, yeah, so check us out on Facebook. Make sure you follow the page for all the updates and when we live stream and we're just doing things that we have no business doing. And, <laughs> and Christmas is coming, so if you want to order a set of foam tires for your significant other, yeah, you better I get on it. Suggest you hurry up because uh, Rick's giving me that look. He's like, Mike, what are you doing? What are you Don't doing? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no guarantees, but I guarantee you that Rick will do his best to get them to you. I'll do my best. Um, also on my uh, Gone Bananas Facebook page, uh, twelve hundred likes, uh, twelve hundred, twelve hundred guy will get. A free T-shirt with the twelve hundred on it. What happens if I, what happens if I unlike your page and then relike so. it? <laughs> I'm gonna sit there and watch at eleven uh, at eleven ninety nine. I'm gonna unlike it. Wait for one more person to like it, and then I'm gonna relike it. Yeah, and then I'll make sure Rick sends your shirt saying he the wannabe twelve hundred liker. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll I'm do it. <laughs> he would too. It's he all would, good. He's gonna do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So that's awesome. 1,200 like on the Gone Banana Racing Skins Facebook page will earn you a free shirt. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yes, yeah. it is. Perfect. It'll be uh, shipped anywhere in the world. So Worldwide. Worldwide. So what are you at right now? Hold on. Let me bring it up really quick here. Matt, yeah, talk just to say, bring something. it up. 1140, maybe? talk about? Oh, 1138. 1138. Yes, sir. 1138, so we're... What's that? Uh, uh, 62 away? Yes. Well, let's make it happen, folks. 62 by December. Well, let's give them till Jan- December 31st. Let's make it 1,200 likes by January 1st. I think <laughs> we can do it. Hopefully. You can do it. We can oh, do it. Hey, Rick, Rick have, have you ever done any Facebook promotions on your page? Um, no, I'm going to open my, I've had my Facebook um, shoppy for a while. I just ain't had enough product to put on there. Yeah, yeah. I just do so much pro- custom stuff. I don't know how to justify putting it on and promoting cu- all this different custom foams. So. Yeah, but it doesn't <sighs> it's matter. Really tough. It, it's still exposure, though, because people see it and then they'll just, you know. I could put a section on it. I think. I'll put a section on for the custom, and the prices are good. It's tough to set a price on a fifth scale wheel, and they yeah. want 150 millimeters, and it's the foam cost me a lot of money. So oh, I bet, I bet. Well, if you ever need but, help with uh, anything on Facebook, like the page and that, you know, just uh, let me know because I've done a lot of it, you know, with our our club and Casey stuff, and I've gotten quite familiar with the, like setting up the promotions. You know, and whatnot, and I'd be more than happy to, uh, you know, give you that uh, that that help. But what I would like to do is just uh, promote my buggy and just uh, make a standard for speed run tires. You know, the guys want black rims. I'll just have black wheels ready to sell at the time. So. Right. Got to kind of but, take away some of the options. Yeah, I'd have to do that. 
Yeah, well, and don't don't think of it as a way of just selling stuff. Like when I'm talking about like doing it, it literally, all you do is is you create a little advertisement. And when it, think of it more of a when it, what you do is is you you've got 1138 likes, so you create an ad that says, okay, those 1138 people, it's going to show your page. It's going to say, hey, look, it's gone banana racing skins to those 1138 people's friends, and then as they like your page those people's friends so it just it's kind of like a pyramid effect and i mean you know you toss 50 60 100 dollars let's just throw that out there as a number a hundred dollar facebook promo will get like i mean matt me and you have done it and we've thrown 20 25 dollars at it yeah and all of a sudden we've got like 40 likes it's like wow 25 yeah, likes got us and 40 then, likes you know forty seven hundred people have seen, seen the it, ad and you know yeah. and it's a good way to you know to to really get your just your brand out there. Never mind trying to sell anything, just so people see it. And you so know, I'd have to make you an administrator to my Gone Bananas page, right? You would, yes. For me to set something like that up for you, yes. Okay, but uh, that sounds know. easy enough. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here, Mike, just do it. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and that's I something guess. we can talk about later, Rick. You know, I mean. If you want to do it before Christmas, we can make it happen. If you want to wait till after Christmas, uh, you know that that might be wise because you're going to end up with this. I almost guarantee you, you'll end up with a flood of people getting a hold of you, even just asking questions. And I mean, if uh, if you leave me as a as a as a moderator or whatever, I can most certainly help answer questions as people send them. I have no okay. problem doing that for you. Um, you know, obviously, if it becomes out of scope, I will make sure people know that. They need to speak to you because I can't make certain decisions, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really tough to set up. I always quote the uh, custom stuff a little higher. I'd rather be high than, than yep. low. So. Yep. Yeah, it only makes sense. Yeah. Well, and we can work with you, too, on trying to, you know, bounce around what's fair for pricing. Like, I mean, you got your buggies and, and whatnot kind of figured out now, right? So Yeah. Yep. You know, so we can kind of put that together, kind of throw a post and make it very clear to what prices are. So that way there, we're not getting bombarded with, you know, oh, what's a set of foams going to cost me? Well, it's like, you should oh. already know that, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty set on the prices for my buggy tires and my stadium yep. and my short course and the speed run tires. I, I got a set price for that. Um, it's the, really the custom stuff that. Yeah, really tough. So. Well, we'll make a point to uh, talk uh, privately here uh, in the next couple days or something in the evening if you're free, and we'll uh, kind of come up with a game plan between the two of us, and we'll make things happen. Okay, sound good. I want to thank. Yeah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. I want to thank thank everybody for uh, listening to the MBM podcast, Everything RC. This is Rick Suffrud from Gone Bananas Racing. Have a great day. And, um, right on! Look at him go now. Eh? I know he's like we're 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 we're, we're we've popped his, his radio cherry, and he's like a pro now. I love it. <laughs> I being dyslexic is sometimes is rough on my typing and stuff, you know. But sometimes uh, I people ask me questions, and I instead of texting back and forth, I just give them my phone number and call me. I'd rather talk in person. <laughs> Oh, ain't that the truth, right? Like you just, you can't have conversations that involve detail through text message or messenger, you know, and the reality is we're going into 2017. We've got Facebook calling, we've got Skype, we've got, you know, 
cell phone plans that let you call around the planet for one monthly fee. You know, like there's no reason why we shouldn't be talking to each other. So, yeah. But yeah. All right, Rick. Well, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas and uh, a Happy New Year. We will talk before then, but uh, I wish the best for you and your family. Yep. Same to you. You and Matt have a great Christmas. Uh, it's 2017 is going to be a rocking year. So, a lot of the new stuff coming. Better be. Uh, I hope so. Sucked for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had a bit of a, a rough go. <laughs> so. Okay, Matt, I'm going to shut up and let you talk. You're going to shut up and let me jo- talk. Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Well, no, I feel like I've been doing all the talking. Yeah, cause sometimes I just love sitting back and being like, <laughs> yeah, well, say something nice to Rick at least. Well, Rick, as you know, and I've said it a million times, you're <laughs> so, so gracious to myself and the podcast and the mic, and we appreciate that more than any rambling that I could possibly have uh, to go on about. And thank you very much, of course. And I can't wait to see you in March, maybe sooner, who knows. And yeah, it should be a good turnout. Um, I know at the Iowa race, I wanted to call you guys out as soon as they handed me the mic. I just went brain dead, and I had it all in my head, <laughs> what I wanted to say at the, at the race, thanking you guys from coming all the way down from Canada and all everybody that showed up. I wanted to thank the market group for coming down to the event. Um, I want to thank Jeff Stanford for coming down the last event. So it was all good time. Awesome. Right on. Well, with that being said, I got a little parting gift for everybody. Uh oh. As we say goodbye and thank you for tuning in, we'll close out the show with a little festive music. Oh boy. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> classic <laughs> so that being said folks thank you very much for listening to the NBA podcast I'm Matt and I am Mike and that was Rick and that's it we wish you a Merry Christmas Feliz <laughs> Navidad <laughs>
So, uh, Mike, I'm still recording. Oh, yeah, it's recording something else now. <laughs> so anybody who actually stuck it out to the very end of that song might get a smidgen of a surprise. Are you still there, or did you go away on me? No, I'm here. Okay, so a little bit of a surprise right at the end, right? Surprise! Um, surprise! <laughs> anyway, I really should be getting my butt to bed. Um, anybody who is paid attention, um, this is the new version of the show. I've seemed to... Rectified a little bit of the sound. It's still there. It's not quite as loud. The reality is the computer I record, like, do all my audio through is, um, I don't know, Mike, how old is this thing now? Like 10 years old? Mm, I wouldn't say that old, but yeah, it's it's, it's old enough. It, it's stretching its legs, so maybe it's going to be time to get something new here soon. Um, anyway, I can still hear it when I don't talk. It's driving me crazy, to be quite honest with you. But, oh, well, we'll uh, we'll work through it. I'll order better cables and just keep trying to get it better and better every time. But uh, thanks for listening, of course, and a uh, little surprise right at the end. Thanks for sticking, Merry Christmas. sticking through Feliz Navidad. <laughs> Maurice Gabuda. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>